Hello, I'm Nicholas Snow. This is a very special edition of the Snowstorm with exclusive MLK Day Martin Luther King Jr. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. coverage coming up. Hi, I'm Nicholas Snow. And even though the snowstorm is overtly political in nature and one of the themes of this new series on Promo Homo TV is saving democracy, um, I'm at an event which you could say is also very political, but it's just so much more. It's, it's spiritual, it's a memorial, it's a celebration. Uh, today, uh, I'm giving you comprehensive coverage of the on, uh, uh, honoring the life, work, and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is Monday, January 15th, 2024. Earlier today, I broadcast in two separate Facebook Live broadcasts two of the three events that are happening today. The first uh, is the Unity Rally here at Francis Stevens Park. And... Uh, that kicks off at 11 a.m., or it kicked off at 11 a.m., uh, if you see this after the fact, followed by an 11.30 a.m. symbolic march to the United Methodist Church of Palm Springs. And I'm not covering the march because during the march, I will transport myself and equipment to the church and bring you the 12.30 p.m. interfaith service. And coming up in that interfaith service, we have Reverend Dan Klein from Church of St. Paul of the Desert in Palm Springs, Rabbi David Lazar of Or Hamid Bar, Light of the Desert, Palm Springs, Pastor Carmen Jay, University Baptist Church, Palm Desert, Bishop Carl Worksham, Agape Church of Los Angeles, and Pastor Stephen Shepherd of St. Paul AME San Bernardino, with a tribute, a gospel tribute by Diana Ross. I won't bring that to you. I don't have the music rights. But I'm sure all of those that were gathered in person really were, were enjoying that. Now, this event didn't just spring up and happen by itself. It was sponsored by the Section 14 Survivors. If you don't know about the Section 14 Survivors, it's really important that you check it out. Just Google Section 14 Survivors, Palm Springs. Stonewall Democrats of the Desert, Brothers of the Desert, an amazing organization for black gay men and their allies. Go to brothersofthedesert.org for more information about them. Special Needs Network, Arriva Martin Esquire, along with Martin & Martin LLC. Community Build, Los Angeles Urban League, Palm Springs Black History Committee and the Desert Highland Gateway Community Action Association. So that's what's coming up. I just want to let you know if you believe in the work that I'm doing, I invite you to support me for as little as $3 a month. You can go to patreon.com slash promohomo TV. That's patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash promohomo TV. And you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. Uh, if you sign up at that level, I give you a shout-out on the show. If you sign out up for $10 or more a month, I put your name in the closing credits. So, uh, with that, the snowstorm is about to begin. Promo Homo TV is all about empowering you, our communities, and our world. Shouting out to my media partners. 
Pink Media, amplifying promo homo TV across the Twitterverse with their hashtag I Love Gay campaign. GayDesertGuide.LGBT and KGay1065 Palm Springs, available worldwide. Ask your smart speaker to play KGAY. Simple as this. We will save our democracy in 2024, or we will watch the United States implode. I'm Nicholas Snow, and this crisis we face is why I have launched The Snowstorm, a nightly Hot Topics panel discussion show in which I will curate your social media comments into the show, and we will connect the conversation to action we can take to save America. Watch The Snowstorm nightly at 6 p.m. Pacific at promohomo.tv. Everybody, Nicholas Snow here with a special live broadcast of Promo Homo TV on my personal Facebook page. It is January 15th, 2024, and it is a national holiday in honor of the late, great, tragically assassinated Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And today, in two separate live broadcasts, I'm bringing uh, two of the three aspects of today's form of celebrations here in Palm Springs. And then tonight, uh, I'll do a post-produced broadcast of uh, both events uh, more broadly across all of my social media outlets. So um, this is Francis Stevens Park in Palm Springs, California, where the Unity Rally is about to get underway. And at 11.30 a.m., there will be a symbolic march uh, to the... Uh, church, the United Methodist Church of Palm Springs, where at 12.30 p.m. there will be an interfaith service. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing. And I've, I've lined someone up. Uh, I've lined someone up. This is my buddy, Wes Rankin. Uh, Wes, how are you today? I'm well. Happy King Day. Yes. Um, you know, is it? I understand why it's happy to celebrate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., but it's also uh, a sad day. So, um, which is, I guess it's with mixed emotions you would say Happy King Day. Well, it's a sad day in the fact that he's not here to see some things um, change. It's a sad day that um, the dream that he had so long ago still has not been able to be accomplished. Um, but it is also a celebratory day because you see the crowd that 
we're, we're still seeing that that dream is um, attainable, and we're trying to still go toward that dream. Well, I'm honored to be here and cover it. Uh, now, you're a member of a local organization that's one of the sponsors of today's event, Brothers of the Desert. Uh, they're an organization that supports black gay men and their allies. And uh, I always have looked at Brothers of the Desert f uh, for their impact on the white community and what we're learning. But it occurred to me when I realized that your organization was sponsoring this that Brothers of the Desert is probably also having a really powerful impact within the black community. Would you like to expand on that? Well, you know, I would, I would say so. Um, number one, because being in Palm Springs, um, there are not too many me's. And so seeing little me's and the, seeing the little me's, seeing bigger me's, saying, oh, wait a minute, okay, I'm not so different after all. And we can also be the voice for those who have been kind of pushed in the shadow and afraid. And so that's what we're trying to do. So you have quite a history of uh, activism and involvement here in the desert. Would you like to talk about some of the things that you've done? In particular, I know that you served on the Human Rights Commission for quite some time. Yeah, I was chair of the Human Rights Commission, a vice president of the Black History Committee, um, instrumental in making sure that Mr. Lawrence Crosley got the full Lawrence Crosley name, street naming, um, and definitely wanted to bring, actually I bought the Black History Town Fair downtown here, to this area, but now it's moved into the new public park. Um, I came here and I saw that there was a division, there was a division, there was a classism in Palm Springs that happened, and also that there was black and brown, it was a total different situation for us, um, and um, that's not, you know, we all live here, so, yeah. Now, uh, we may hear about it from one of the speakers, and I'll actually turn the camera to show what's going on behind us, but, um, and we have moved to the camera, Wes. Uh, if you would tell me what you know of Section 14, uh, that would be helpful for our audience. Sure. For me, okay, so Section 14 is history that I know about. I try to stay out because I don't have any skin in the game. But it was at a time where people were invited to stay on land, but then were evicted in a way that was considered um, um, not humane, but just not well. Bulldozing and Bulldozing burning. And things like that. But the whole, besides that, the problem was from that, there was nowhere to go. So at that time, um, you couldn't get a loan to purchase a home. There was no land for the So that was the disparity as well. So, and then, so they had nowhere to go. And so then they were displaced and displaced in an area where it was a, a war ammunitions area and never cleaned up. So a community ended up building themselves up and then actually secluding themselves for a moment. And there you go. Well, thank you, Wes, for, for helping me start the broadcast. Section 14 celebration of our beloved civil rights leader, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
Martin Luther King would be proud and grateful to see all of you here today taking part in the weekend's only tribute on MLK Day in Palm Springs. Yes. A very special thanks to Section 14 survivors and descendants and civil rights attorney Ariva Martin. Yes, yes, yes. For planning today's tribute and events. We really appreciate you, my dear sister. And thank you to the many co-sponsors and community partners who are joining us today. Your support is invaluable. We cannot do this without you. MLK Day is not just a day on the calendar. It is an opportunity for all Americans to reflect on the progress we have made and the work that remains to overcome hate and to achieve Reverend Dr. King's vision for a more equitable and just society. There is no more poignant example of that work, the work of Reverend Dr. King, than the people gathered here today. Yes. This morning, you are going to hear brief comments from some of our organizers. We are then going to lock arms and march from here to United Methodist Church of Palm Springs. Our short march is symbolic of the Selma to Montgomery March and the historic March on Washington. Those marches were a form of nonviolent direct action used by Reverend Dr. King to bring awareness of racial inequities and injustices. We are marching today to honor the legacy of Reverend Dr. King and to demand justice for the Section 14 survivors and descendants and reparative justice, reparative justice for all marginalized people. When we arrive at the church, we will continue our celebration at our interfaith service. Let's get this rally started. Everyone repeat after me, the people united will never be defeated. 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 Yes. Our first speaker is civil rights attorney and the lead attorney for Section 14, my friend and my dear sister, Ariva Martin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's give Victoria Moore and our MC, they drove all the way from Los Angeles, a big round of applause. And she is here with her high school student daughter so that she too can be a witness to what civic participation looks like. So a big round of applause to Victoria and her daughter. Good afternoon, Section 14 survivors and descendants. Are you in the house? Good afternoon, sponsors and clergy. Are you in the house? Thanks to all of you who are joining us today for this service for this event, for this tribute. This is the only interface tribute and march in Palm Springs on the official MLK holiday. And we are so grateful to all of our sponsors and our supporters and the clergy that have come out to say that this day matters, to say that Section 14 survivors and descendants, that they all matter. And we are gathered here today from different backgrounds and cultures, different races and religions, different communities across California. The diversity in this rally today reflects Dr. King's understanding of the importance and the power of coalitions. Whether it's getting
related civil rights litigation passed, a fair wage for workers, a recognition of the rights of people to marry whom they love, or advancing the cause of Section 14, building coalitions across races, ethnicities, and religion is imperative for not only achieving success, but for advancing social justice across this nation. I am so grateful to each of you for joining us for this service and everyone who will be in the rally today and in the march. A special thanks to all of the clergy. Again, I just want to say we are so grateful. Sometimes people ask us, what is this mission about? What is Section 14 about? And I want people to know that I'm here as a lawyer, civil rights lawyer, representing the families seeking reparative justice for the city, but from the city, but this issue is so much bigger. It's so much bigger than the issue that the Section 14 families are facing. If you are standing here in solidarity with these families, it's because you too believe that in this country, women should have the rights over their bodies and able to make choices about their reproductive health. If you are here today, you believe that our kids deserve to go to schools where they don't have to do shooter alerts and they don't have to plan on how to get out of the school because a shooter is on the run that we need and deserve to have sensible gun control legislation in this country, in this city. If you're here today, you also believe that people should be able to marry whom they love, that no one has the right to tell anyone who they should marry. You're here today because you believe that the rights of all people across this country are intertwined, are intertwined with the rights of the families of Section 14. And we just want to say today that if you keep standing with us, if you keep walking with us, we guarantee you that we will be there with you. We will stand with you. We will stand in solidarity with you. Our great Secretary of State Hillary Clinton said, resist, insist, persist, and enlist. So I'm asking all of you to stand with us as we resist those forces that are trying to deny these families what's rightfully theirs. We're asking you to stand with us as, the, as we insist on justice and as we persist in this fight, not just for the families here today, but for marginalized families all across this community and across this state. And I would ask you to enlist. That means take action, do something. What you can do is go to the Know Before You Go Palm Springs website, sign our petition, share that information with your families and your friends. You can contact the Palm Springs City Council members and let them know that you're standing in solidarity with us, that you too believe these families deserve justice. And we're asking you, if you're not registered to vote, make sure you get registered. Make sure you're voting in your local elections, in your, in your state elections, in your national elections, because your vote is your voice. Your vote is your voice. And when we all come together like this, this diverse group, and we vote, and we stand up, and we say to those in elected office that we, the people, that we, the people, are the ones that will govern and will dictate what we, the people, have in our own communities. So we ask you, our chant, Miss Vicky, <laughs> United.
people united will never be defeated. A people united will never be defeated. A people united will never be defeated. A people united will never be defeated. Let that sink in. We're here today and it's easy to get fired up when you're here, but let that sink into your soul, okay? Every single breath that you make from here on, let that sink in. I want to thank you, Ariva, for those inspiring words. I want to thank you for your vision. And next, please, I have the honor to welcome Ms. Pearl Devers, the chair and the founder of Section 14 Survivors. Pearl. Thank you. Thank you so much. Happy King Day. A people united will never be defeated. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for your show of support. As a survivor of uh, the destruction of Section 14, I take strength from Dr. King's unwavering stance in the face of abuse, ignorance, hate, and false friendships. He was guided by a higher calling, and I believe his work was a force that has changed lives forever. The torching of the homes and the personal belongings of the residents of Palm Springs Section 14 by the city sent a loud and clear message to black and brown and other minorities, families, uh, and residents in this city. Some 50 plus years later, those of us gathered here uh, this morning know that this is not the message that the people of Palm Springs really wish to send. We know that the people of Palm Springs welcome folk of all colors and creed. It's time, it's long past due, that the actions of the city of Palm Springs reflect the hearts and the souls of its people. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. Thank you so much. United will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. Whew, thank you, Pearl, for your leadership. Our next speaker is coalition partner and co-sponsor David Weiner, president of California Desert Stonewall Democrats. Welcome, David. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, I don't know how to follow two amazing orators like that. Um, so thank you, Reva and Pearl, my friends. Um, I stand beside them, and we at Desert Stonewall stand beside them and partner with them in this fight. Um, I've got a few words, and I'm sorry to be reading them, but I, I, like I said, I'm not the orator that these women are. Um, I wanted to thank all my fellow Desert Stonewall Democrats that are here today. Um, I see a lot of friends and, and coalition partners. I see Rabbi David, um, who I've known for several years, who is actually my rabbi, although I don't go to temple quite as often as I should or as he might like. Um, <laughs> um, there we go. He'll take me aside. Um, I, we're here talking about MLK Day, and it's, I think, an opportunity to reconnect ourselves to advancing his mission um, and his dream, starting here in our own community. Um, so, I wanted to remind everyone, this is our community. All of us gathered here. It's not white folks or brown folks or black folks or, or gay or straight or, or Jewish or non-Jewish or Catholic. It's our community. And I think that's important to remember when we 
when we fight together and we work together and we lift each other up, we all do better. So here in Palm Springs, I've been a resident of Palm Springs for 20 years. So I'm not quite a newcomer, although sometimes people say I am. I've only been here 20 years. Um, we pride ourselves on being a safe and welcoming and diverse community. You know, we're known nationwide as a safe haven for LGBTQ folks. Um, we're also the home of uh, uh, the indigenous tribe of the Aguacaliente Banda Indians. We have a vibrant Jewish community, and we are a bastion of progressive ideas. Um, that's important to us at Desert Snowball, but I think that's important to all of us as we fight to make our community, our city, and our people better. Um, it's easy to, to say these things are true, but this gathering proves that they are true. So I wanted to just finish and say that, that we're, we at Desert Stoma are proud to be part of this celebration today and the fact that it's powered by unity and anchored by action, uh, meaningful action, that we are here side by side to advance the cause of the, the Section 14 survivors. So um, I'm going to come back to that chant. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. United will never be defeated. Sometimes God really surprises us what's in our heart. I think for someone who claimed not to be an orator, I think you held it down pretty well. <laughs> And I just have to just add this quickly. I thought about when Marsha at Stonewall in New York said those pivotal words. She said, I'm going to have my rights, so we're going to have our rights. I want to now welcome Ken Montero, representing another coalition partner and co-sponsor, Brothers of the Desert. Ken. Thank you very much. Good morning to the beloved community of Palm Springs, sitting on the land of the Agua Caliente, and right adjacent to section 14. So you're here. We're not talking about something somewhere else. My name is Ken Montero. I'm representing the Brothers of the Desert, the president I see out there and some of the other members over here. We are a set of black men, fathers, sons, uncles, who are also across a range of, of backgrounds, who are sane, gender-loving, and gay men with our own families here in Palm Springs, and Palm Springs has welcomed us. So we stand here giving a shout out and a solidarity message that the brothers stand behind the survivors of Section 14. Some of us are from Palm Springs, many of us are from somewhere else, so we don't have a personal liking in this. We have a community loving in this. And it is that message that I want to hold up from the words of Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, someone who inspired a lot of us, but in fact for many of our, my generation, not, not anybody else, he and the movement and those movements with him opened doors for many of us. I would never have been a professor at a university. I would not be here, living here. But the words that I want to pull out is his commitment to universal universal, unconditional love, which some people think is kind of soft. But there's Ebonics, formal Ebonics way of saying love. You don't just say I love you, say I'm a love on you. 
I'm going to love on you. I'm going to make it an action. It's an action with power. And we, we all know the difference between life and love. Until we have our friends that are trying to love something we only like. But you know, you like something you shouldn't love. Uh, but you know, I'm just saying. And you, and you love something that you wish you didn't have to because it means you have to fight for justice. And in that sense, I'm going to read it so I, so I get it right. It's a quote that I want to get absolutely right from him. He was challenged in that way. You're being too soft with this bold stuff. And he said, power without love is reckless and abusive. And we know that in our families, in our communities, in our nation. Love, though, without power is sentimental and anemic. Cute, but not all that useful. Power at its best is love implementing the demands of justice, and justice at its best is power correcting everything that stands in the way of love. So we're going to love on this nationally for whatever you're working on, in the state, whatever you're going to work on, but think locally. We're going to love on Palm Springs. We can discuss the details, and we've been educated by Avery and, and, and Pearl, Miss Martin, and, and Ms. Uh, Beavers, and we'll continue to be educated about the, about the details. But the main point is we're going to love on Palm Springs until Palm Springs rectifies yeah. its own injustices. Yeah. Yeah. So, the people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. The people united will never be defeated. Woo! Thank you. Like a diamond, you alone. You cut my heart like glass. Just like that. Like a lion, uncontrolled. Your mark is on my back Just like that
as promised, uh, I am bringing you live coverage of the really powerful, profound, and much-needed celebrations honoring the life, work, and legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Earlier in a Facebook Live broadcast, I brought you the rally at Francis Stevens Park, and I showed you much of the celebratory march that uh, the uh, down here to the church that was um, a sim symbolic of the Selma march. And coming up, we have the uh, interfaith service. I'm going to bring it to you live on Facebook. And then I'm combining all my coverage of the day and broadcasting it again tonight. Uh, so what's coming up in the service is we have a welcome by Pastor Jane Voigt from the United Methodist Church. There will be a call to worship, invocation, and litany by Bishop Craig Worsham. A musical selection, the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing, by Diana Ross and Gregory Jones. Not that Diana Ross. You're going to love this one. Uh, the Statement of Purpose from Ariva Martin Esquire, who you know is a powerful civil rights attorney from uh, national television, if you don't know her other work. There'll be readings of scripture, musical selections, messages of unity and victory. And at that point, I will, be, I will be ending the live broadcast because I don't have rights to cover some if of, we can just get settled as much of as what we can. they will be sharing about Martin Luther King. Situation. Here we go. We are in a situation where prayers are answered. We are not only experiencing overflow of people, we are experiencing overflow of the Spirit. We are in anticipation of a beautiful program. So if you could just find your way to a seat, I know that we are in overflow. And can we keep that frequency? And if you have to be willing to be a little uncomfortable, some hips that you may not have met before, squeezing on either side, just breathe through it. Good afternoon. My name is Victoria Moran. I am honored to be your mistress of ceremonies for the service today. Please use your programs and follow along and participate. This program includes the litany and the words to one of the congregational songs, Lift Every Voice and Sing. We hope that you will all enthusiastically participate in this communal celebration. <clears throat> Be reminded that today that we honor Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is about staying true to our beliefs and the thread that ties us to the values and to the actions of Martin Luther King. Today is about connection and purpose. Being here in this moment, joining in support of the survivors and the descendants of Section 14, that is an act of true purpose. And your role here today makes each and every one of you in this room and us as a collective the embodiment of Reverend Dr. King's message. 
us never stop telling our stories, speaking our truths, and demanding justice for everyone. Our first presenter is Pastor Jane Boyd, Senior Pastor of United Methodist Church of Palm Springs. Pastor Boyd will be followed by Bishop Craig Warsham of Agape Church of Los Angeles for the invocation and the litany. Welcome, Pastor Jane. It's so nice to have music as I come up. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for coming today on this beautiful day in Palm Springs. What a wonderful way to spend Martin Luther King Day in this beautiful weather together, um, hearing wonderful speeches outside, doing a march, and then coming to praise God and all the incarnations that we praise God. And so I just want to welcome you from the bottom of my heart to this time. And uh, yes, we have a cozy little worship space. So uh, uh, just cozy up, and that's great. Um, I did also want to say that um, our restroom situation, if you do need to use the restroom, I suggest that uh, you either go through this door back there or you go around. We do have a restroom inside the atrium where there will be snacks and that sort of thing, um, so we can use it there. Um, it's, uh, I, I would like to um, uh, begin today with a little prayer that uh, I wrote for the occasion to get us started with all the prayer and praise um, that we will be sharing today. So um, again, welcome, and let us pray. Gracious and ever-living God, you to whom we address in many ways, we are so grateful for your presence with us and guidance for us always. We are grateful you have guided us to this special place on this precious land for a time to praise and worship you from a variety of traditions and cultures. We are grateful for all those who will be speaking and singing today and ask that you bless them with a double portion of your beauty, wisdom, and light. We are grateful to have this opportunity to reflect on the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and ask you bless us all with the ability to hear his message and dreams of peace, justice, and beloved community for such a time as this. Open our hearts, our minds, our souls, and the whole of our beings to be transformed by you and through you, and through one another. Amen, gracious God. May it be so. Amen. Amen. I would just also, one other little note, if you do have a phone, please turn it off. Unless God is calling. Thank you, and, and blessings to us all, a special afternoon. behind you, it is a privilege and an honor to be in front of you today. 
talk to your neighbor to your left and your right again because in this space there is no hatred. In this space, love abides. So talk to your neighbor again and tell them I really do love you. They may get on your nerves, but you gotta love them anyway. Our host pastor, Pastor Jane, has eloquently led us in a word of prayer. I dare not pray again. I will save my prayer for the benediction. Let's give our host pastor a rousing ovation for opening the doors of this fine church and pillar in this community. Thank you, Pastor Jane. Our litany of honor is printed in your program. Won't you follow along with me? And in honor and deference to the life and legacy of Dr. King, those of you who are physically able, won't you stand? The litany is found on pages three, four, and five. In the grand order of the universe, our Lord God wisely chose men and women to serve in each era. Such a servant was the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., whose birth we commemorate. We are thankful for the life of this 20th century prophet of freedom who joined the prophets of history in the cry for justice. Dr. King went on a journey for justice. It was a journey proclaiming the words of the ancient prophet Amos. Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. It was a journey calling forth the modern Christian ministry to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The journey went to Montgomery to affirm human dignity and courage, to Birmingham to defeat the sickness separating human life, to Selma to ensure the equality of people in human affairs, and to hundreds of communities to remove painful shackles of oppression and light joyous torches of liberty. Even when death was confronted, as the journey reached Memphis, he could say in the final triumph that in life he had found something worth dying for, something worth life itself, the promised land, a land of freedom with justice. Let us all read together. Thank you, Lord, for Martin Luther King Jr., who inspired us with his dream, who marched for justice, demanded freedom, great courage, and who has now taken his seat in the stands of the Lord. Thank you, God, for 
Let us remain standing as we lift the wonderful words penned by James Weldon Johnson. Lift every voice and sing.
it's my greatest honor and privilege to be able to call myself your attorney and to lead this fight for reparative justice on your behalf. There's another special guest I'd like to send. Our former U.S. Senator Barbara Boxer is joining us for this celebration. Can you all just wave and give Barbara Boxer a big round of applause? on my wall. If any of you have ever been to Specialties Network's Pink Pump Affair, we had the privilege of honoring Barbara Boxer, and I am so grateful to be working with her, come full circle. And when we first started working on behalf of Section 14, we knew that there was someone in this desert. There are a lot of someones that we needed to connect with, but there was one special lady that we needed in this fight with us. And we called, and we called, and we knocked on doors, and we tried everything we could to get to Senator Barbara Boxer. But it wasn't the right time. And when it was the right time, that door opened, and Barbara Boxer, she didn't walk through that door. She ran through that door and said, I am with you. I am standing in solidarity with you. I am in this fight. So thank you, thank you, thank you to one of our greatest senators ever to serve the state of California. I just want to take a moment and just remind everyone that Dr. King famously said that an injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. Those, those words resonate at this gathering because the fight for justice on behalf of the Section 14 survivors and descendants is so much bigger. It is so much bigger than their fight for justice, than making their lives whole. On this day, what would be Dr. King's 95th birthday, our nation, our nation is at a critical juncture where the rights of people, the rights of the people gathered here today from the rights of LGBT community members and trans youth in particular, to the rights of women and birthing people, to the rights of black women breaking barriers like Harvard's first black president, Dr. Claudine Gay, all of those rights are under attack. So by joining us today, by marching with us for that one mile, which parenthetically, you were marching on the hollow grounds of Section 14. And we in this church right here gathered today, we are on a part of what was Section 14. So by standing with us, by standing with the survivors and the descendants of Section 14, even if you don't have a personal connection, you are, you are sending a message to those people who would look to deny the very rights that have been hard fought by black people, brown people, gay people, and women. Those rights that have been fought for by oppressed groups and individuals. You're sending the message that we will not sit idly by. That we will stand up, that we will speak out, and that we will lock arms together. Because collectively, 
are so much stronger. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for those inspiring words. siblings in the faith, let us hear some comfort for God's people from the prophet Isaiah. Comfort, oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The word of the Lord. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm reading from Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 40. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungry, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? 
when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Say it for So filled. I prayed yesterday. I went to three church services for the overflow, and we are in it. Each and every one of you is creating this overflow, and this overflow will continue. We are going to have a music tribute by gospel vocalist Anna Ross and pianist Gregory Jones.
or we will all perish together as fools. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. We are tied together in the single garment of destiny, caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. And whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. For some strange reason, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you are to be. And you can never be what you ought to be until I am what I ought to be. This is the way God's universe is made, and this is the way it is structured. But there are structures of injustice that compete against that structure for God's universe. In the 1960s, as I did research, I'm one of those outside agitators. I did not grow up in Palm Springs. I wasn't here when events went down, but as I did my research, the record on the white churches when people were being forced from their homes is silence. And we will not make that mistake again. On the back of our church wall is a mural by Bernard Hoyes, and perhaps convicted by inaction during those events, the rector of my parish at the time, Reverend Fred Barnhill, marched at Selma in 1965 along with the Reverend Jeff Rollins, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Palm Springs, and Rabbi Joseph Horowitz, Rabbi of Temple Isaiah, and that picture is commemorated on our wall, and we marched at Selma, and we are here today, and we marched again. Black and white, Jew and Christian. You know that old hymn that says, what a friend we have in Jesus? I want you to know we have a friend in Jesus, but you have a friend at the Church of St. Paul in the desert. You have a friend in the Episcopal Church, and whatever you need, let us know. We have your backs. We are a parish dominated by gay men, and we recognize and are aware that we would not have the liberties we share so freely today if it were not for the struggles and sacrifices of the black community in this nation. So when you issued the call to come here today, we wanted you to know we are with you in this. We see your pain. We see the injustice that has been committed. And we will work tirelessly to repay the eternal debt that we owe to you for not having been there in the past, but for all that you have given us in the past in the struggle for liberation. We will not forget the rock from which we have been hewn or the root from which we have sprung up. Now, some members of city council have forgotten this. Those who are able to publicly live out their identity freely, like many members of my church, have forgotten on whose shoulders they stand. In April of last year, almost 40 years to the day after Dr. King wrote his famous letter from a Birmingham jail, the city council refused to hire a reparations program consultant to begin to address the claims of survivors. 
Now I understand that heavy is the head that wears the crown, and that this is many parties, and it's more complex than what we might seem to know. I understand that when you have to make a decision as a leader, often those decisions aren't black and white, and there are no easy answers. I understand that the demand for economic reparation seems impossible from a city budget standpoint. But I also remember that time when a reporter asked Dr. King, the, the reporter said, you know, the likelihood of your demands are impossible. Are you willing to modify your position a little bit? And you know what he said? He said, sir, I'm sorry, but you don't know me. I'm not a consensus leader. I do not determine what is right and wrong by looking at the budget of the Southern Christian Leadership Conference. I've not taken a sort of Gallup poll of the majority opinion. Ultimately, a genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a molder of consensus. And I hate to say it, but we have a lack of genuine leadership here in Palm Springs. We need molders of consensus, not searchers of consensus. We need folks who have the courage to stand up for what is right and possible as it may seem, not because it's the easy thing to do or the comfortable thing to do, but because it is the moral thing to do. As Dr. King reminds us, on some positions, cowardice asks the question, is it expedient? And then expedience comes along and asks the question, is it politic? And vanity asks the question, is it popular? But conscience asks the question, is it right? There comes a time when one must take a position that is neither safe, nor politic, nor popular, but he must do it because conscience tells him it is right. So city council, step up. He didn't come to play, folks. Do the right thing. And I want to encourage you that march today, I know I'm taking too long, Five minutes means ten minutes in clergy time. <laughs> I've got my watch right here. I want to encourage you, as Dr. King says, my friends, I must say to you that we have not made a single gain in civil rights without determined legal and nonviolent pressure. History is the long and tragic story of the fact that privileged groups seldom give up their privileges voluntarily. Individuals may see the moral light and voluntarily give up their unjust posture, but as Reinhold Huber has reminded us, groups are more immoral than individuals. And we know through painful experience that freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor, it must be demanded by the oppressed. As King tells us, now this approach is being dismissed as extremist. I must admit, he writes from jail, that I was initially disappointed in being so categorized. 
But as I continued to think about the matter, I gradually gained a bit of satisfaction from being considered an extremist. Was not Jesus an extremist in love? Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that despitefully use you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Let justice roll down like the waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. Was not Paul an extremist for the gospel of Jesus Christ? He says, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Was not Martin Luther an extremist? Here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. Was not John Bunyan an extremist? I will stay in jail to the end of my days before I make a mockery of my conscience. So the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. Will we be extremists for hate? Or will we be extremists for love? Will we be extremists for the preservation of injustice? Or will we be extremists for the cause of justice? I'll end with one quote. One day we will have to stand before the God of history and we will talk in terms of things we've done. Yes, we'll be able to say we built gargantuan bridges to span the seas. We built gigantic buildings to kiss the skies. Yes, we made our submarines to penetrate oceanic depths. We brought into being many other things with our scientific and technological power. It seems, though, that I can hear the God of history saying, that was not enough, but I was hungry, and ye fed me not. I was naked, and ye clothed me not. I was devoid of a decent sanitary house to live in, and ye provided no shelter for me. And consequently, you cannot enter the kingdom of greatness. If ye do it unto one of the least of these, my brethren, ye do it unto me. That's the question facing America today, and that's the question facing Palm Springs today.
sent those words over the span of centuries saying, comfort, comfort. Comfort, comfort, says your God. The scriptural passage that my sister Jessie read. And as my brother Daniel spoke of what to learn from Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King all these years later about activism, I want to speak about comfort. I want to speak about how on this day every year we're given an opportunity not just to get riled up in a good way, not just to cause good trouble, as our sister is constantly leading us down various ways of doing that, not just to turn off our phones, but also, but also as a yearly reminder of comfort. People, <laughs> the people of Israel, and I say this as an Israeli, need comfort over a hundred days, but in no less to the people of Gaza and Palestine need to be comforted. And it's not a competition as to who needs more comfort. We have it in our hearts. There are multiple, multiple avenues of comfort. And like Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King taught us, people got to get together. Those that need comfort for different types of injustice in the world, they need to fight together, but they need to be comforted together as well. As do those who are on the house living in our neighborhood here, those of us that live in this neighborhood, that live on the land of Section 14 as of those indigenous people around this country and in Canada and in other parts of the Americas who are unable to live their lives as richly and as justly as our Native Americans here are able to do today after many years of suffering. And there are those that are coming from south of the border and drowning in the rivers and their families need comfort. Are faced with untenable bureaucracy. It's not a competition. There's no way to measure it equally. But it's that muscle in our hearts, the comforting muscle that we learned from King, who is just echoing God's lesson. Nachamu, Nachamu, Ami. Take comfort, take comfort my people, says God. And as God created each and every human being in God's own image, there is no one people of God. Each people feels that they are God's people the same way that my five daughters, I hope, feel that they are my daughter. In the same way that each and every denomination and religion that is represented here and not represented in person but it's represented in spirit is not the only way up the mountain there are multiple trails and for those of you 
for those of you who have a hard time and bad knees like I do, there's even a tramway. So let's chant again the wordless melody of Rabbi Shlomo Karlebach to those words, Nacham Lenacham. Seek 
a better world. Dr. King admonished us that we must be intentional with our ecumenical relationships and be responsible for developing a better world for everybody. Dr. King dared to be different. And I stopped by here today to challenge somebody up in here, up in here, today that you dare to be different. No longer can you do business as usual and just go along to get along and fall for the okie doke when they take your land from you. You got to dare to be different. No longer can you sit on the sideline and let life pass you by. You got to become an active participant for righteousness and rights and for justice. You got to dare to be different. You got to start reaching back and grabbing your children and grandchildren like Lauren and have them out in the march, marching and testifying. We shall overcome someday. We've got to lay aside our differences and join together and work together and live together and come together and get together. And that which binds us together, we must dare to be different. You've got to hold your elected officials accountable. You've got to attend your children's school meetings and parent-teacher conferences. You've got to dare to be different. You've got to demand your children become active participants in their community. You've got to dare to be different. Then you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and honestly decide are you part of the problem? Are you going to be part of the solution? You can't change what you ain't part of. You've got to dare to be different. And when you dare to be different, you'll have the testimony. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee. And it took 23 and me to reveal that the number one country where my ancestors, where my relatives are living is in Israel. And it also took for me surrendering to God's will and Walker Temple Amy and saying, I surrender all. And I stood up and I said I was called. I thought I was keeping it secret. Apparently it wasn't so secret. And then I found out that not only is the number one country where I have relatives is in Israel that took 23andMe, but the number one name is Cohen. And I didn't know what that meant. I said, oh, I know someone named Cohen. And it's like Smith. Is that like the Smith of the Israeli's name? I don't know what that means. And I was told by a Cohen that it's so important to find out within three days of declaring and laying down and saying, I surrender all, that the Cohens are the priest. 
Pastor Shepherd. I name checked from the Amy Church. My family's been with the Amy Church since my great uncle, U.S. Senator Hiram Rebels. He's the first black U.S. Senator. He was tapped to be a U.S. Senator after they heard him preach, after they heard him give his sermon. I want to thank you, Ariva, for bringing all these disparate groups together, seemingly disparate, because in my bones I needed to be okay that it's okay to be black, and it's okay to be Jewish, and it's okay to be a mother and to be married, and it's okay to still be queer and bisexual, and all those things are in me and of me, and I needed to see that today, to be able to sing and to be here with you. I was called to serve at Stanford, and I knew from my bishop that I used to work for, his financial secretary, that it looks really nice when God gives you favor, but don't forget Esther. Don't forget Esther, because if you are called, you are going to have your Uncle Malachi say, as such a time as this, as such a time as this. I want to thank Ariva for being that Malachi to whoever needs to hear it in the castle at such a time as this, who have gotten really comfortable in that section 14 land, and at such a time as this. I also have to, in honor of my daughter's heritage, her father, her father's grandfather, is of the Lenape tribe. Didn't know what that meant. The Boy Scouts take their rituals without giving them credit. We were going to Connecticut, and I said, I'm so sorry that I won't get to see your Lenape land that's in upstate New York. I thought I had done my research. My husband could barely speak. He said, you're on it. I don't understand Manhattan. They took that from us. This is not a new story. Martin Luther King said, true peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is a presence of justice. True peace is not merely the absence of tension. It is a presence of justice. I will go to sleep tonight knowing that my daughter has learned a little bit more how to fight for justice. I will go to sleep tonight more at peace knowing that she has a more hopeful view of what United can look like, what it can feel like, that vibration that we need to see that's not shown us on the news. What if the news said 9 billion people are doing okay? Might not make as much money, but maybe we'd all be a little more at peace. I want to remind each of you to go visit the website, know before you go, palmsprings.com, and sign section 414 petition. Don't wait, do it now. Don't wait, now. Be in that Kairos moment, this feeling, and those that weren't here, bring them with you, tell them about today. Where would we have been if Yeshua hadn't told? Tell someone. And you know 
who your people are that are going to sign up unless you literally sit down with them and help them press the buttons. Help them. Don't belittle them. Just press it for them and say, just hand your phone over. I got this. Yeshua got this. Elohim has this. Isaiah has this. Esther has this. Vashti has this. Abraham has this. This is very important. I also just want to make sure I publicly thank Senator Boxer. When reparations and reproductive rights are being attacked, I'm holding my stomach now. I was on a, a, a special video with her and Mayor Antonio Vigarosa and we wept. And sometimes you just need to hold space. And I want to thank you, Reverend. I said, you know, boxer, I guess you were a reverend in that moment. You held space in a way that I needed. So they said, how are you handling this? I said, I don't know, but I wept with the mayor and Senator Boxer, so thank you. physical bodies 
And it is in the name of the Lord we pray this prayer. Let every heart say thank God. And amen. of Dr. Martin Luther King. I appreciate you for watching, and I will see you next time. In a safe place, I got room to breathe. Been a long chase, but at last I'm free. I got hungry for the sun.